Check my statistics If we talking about go, You gotta give me a mention This is rational hour If we being realistic This is rational They said I couldn't do it But I did it work Ethic like mom But you know that boy is a problem Tell me when to get him Then I got him This is rational hour I'm just keeping it a honey This is rational hour Everything you doing I done done it feel is your biggest impactful game and what was your biggest game that you felt you played in just from a player standpoint yeah i mean probably the game with the most memory man that i remember it's probably two. First one's probably played we played navy in ireland mm. that was pretty special um that was really special playing in ireland man that was cool um only notre dame right <laughs> you know that was pretty cool and then probably my claim to fame is 96 ohio state I came on a blitz in the corner, and the quarterback did a boot, and he ran right into my blitz. I took him down by his neck. Mm. His name was his name was Stanley Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah. Literally, literally, Ryan. About four seconds later, the student body starts going, "Corey Miner, cha 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 Corey Miner." And then about oh, a cool. second, a, a second after that, Ryan, the whole stadium, Ryan, the whole stadium. I thought that I, I was like, there's, there's, there's no moment better. Like, mm. like they're cheering my name right now in Notre Dame Stadium. Like, wow. like there's not many people that who've had that pleasure of having that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. That's not, that's not, that's not something that's like, that's a tradition. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something. Yeah. Your, your grandkids. I mean, yeah. that's that's amazing, man. You, you know, and so um, I will never forget that, my man. Never forget that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's dope, man. Now, thinking about, you know, some of the running backs that you went head up against, uh, I know that Ohio State team had uh, Wiley, uh, I think the year before you, you got, I don't know if Eddie George was there your freshman year. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was there, okay. And then, yeah. uh, um, you know, we played against Florida State, you know, we're um, yep. done. I mean, you had line up uh, across some, some great running backs. Who would you say is the toughest running back you played against as far as being able to tackle or go head up with? Ah, boy. Wow, that's a tough one because they're all really good. But I think was was guy. one guy yeah. I was going to ask you. Did you Michigan State had a big running back name? I think Duckett was he. Was yeah. he there when you? No, I, think, I, I think he was there. I can't remember. I think he might have been there. Um, but I tell you what, I had George was tough. George was tough. Uh, Ricky Williams was tough. Um, I tell you what, for people for people don't remember, remember probably, um, West Virginia had a guy named Amos Zeroway. Mm, yeah. Oh, Amos Zeroway was built. He was like five eight, five nine. Mm-hmm. Shoo, probably about two twenty five. Solid. Yeah. Boy, let me tell you, uh, that dude could bring it. Uh, uh-huh. So, so I mean, I had kind of a few guys I played with that were pretty played against that were pretty special, my man. Eddie George, you know, yeah. uh, Ricky Williams, Amos Zeroway, that I can remember for sure. Uh, I think Stanley Cook from Boston College. Um, yeah, some guys, man, for sure. Okay, okay. Now, you finished your career at Notre Dame in 98. Um, what are you thinking as far as finishing out your career? Or do you feel like you have something um, as far as a middle draft stock, high draft stock, or what What are you hearing? <laughs> so, uh, this is where it gets kind of – this is where 
my love for the school starts to diminish. Ooh. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you because we're on the podcast. I'm going to give you the real truth. So I'm talking to I'm talking to a couple different schools. Second round, third round grade, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. That's fine. I think I was the number two linebacker. I come out of the country. Number, number two outside linebacker out of the country. Coming out of the country. Coming out. in the, So cool with that. Cool. So on draft day, um, I don't get no, not one phone call day one. Not one phone call. Mm. I'm like, what the heck is going on here, right? You know, my agent really couldn't figure it out. What the heck's going on? So I, I get my first call the next day from the 49ers who drafted me. Mm. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a basket case. I'm upset. I'm frustrated. I'm crying. Like, I'm mad at the world. I'm mad at Notre Dame. I'm just mad. Like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. So get drafted. Go to 49ers, cool. Hey, it doesn't matter how you get there, as long as you get there, right? It doesn't really matter, okay? But as, but as an athlete who never really had any major adversity, it was hard for me. Right. You know? Um, and knowing that, knowing the athlete who I was, based on my ranking, talking to two that I was talking to, what the heck? What do you, what do you mean I'm, I'm, I'm not going to the seventh round? Well, coming to find out, I get, I get to 49ers. And there's a guy named there named Big Stu. Now Big Stu was actually at Notre Dame when I got there. When I got there, he left, so I never got a chance to meet him. But he was at ND. Um, he left. So we had a rookie mini camp, right? Which they always had every every year, right after the draft. We get more rookies, right? So I go I go do my, my my rookie camp. Have a pretty good camp. So I think it's Sunday. We're leaving, going back home for for a few weeks. He pulls me aside. Listen. I got something to tell you. Nothing you can do about it now. But the reason why you went in the seventh round, there were some coaches at Notre Dame who talked bad about you to some to some NFL GMs. Wow. And that is why I went in the seventh round. Hmm. Now, why do you think that is? Was I mean, is it was there some sort of relationship, or did something happen, or so? What do you What yeah. are you thinking? I, I'm, I'm, I'll put it this way. I was a Lou Holtz guy, mm-hmm. and that's by the time that's the time Lou Holtz was kind of was kind of leaving Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always believe that it was more to the story than that, mm-hmm. and so I'll leave it at that. What was your relationship like with your D coordinator, uh, Bob Davies? Like I said, I leave it at that. Uh, okay. <laughs> 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 Because as, as, as a D coordinator, yeah, that's that's yeah. Guys that as I know, a, uh, yeah. a little personable. He went over to Can't remember yeah. where he went, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, as, that's, uh, as a DC, as a DC, Ryan is actually not, not too bad. Um, okay. When he became a head coach, I, he, he, things changed. Things right, changed, right, okay. and um, you know, for a long time, I couldn't talk to him. Long time I, I didn't want to, I, when I, when, I, when he was commentating, I turned I turned the turn TV. I just spoke oh, to him wow. probably about I just spoke to him. Actually, I just we just we just we connected maybe three four years ago. We just connected. I just I gave the guy let let, let it go and let, let's move on. Right. Uh, but it was hard, man. It was hard because I I knew I knew that I knew that wasn't the case. It should have been the case. But it is what it is. You can't. I'm just right, telling you what right. I know. You know, I'm I'm past it now. But during that time as a during that time as a as a senior in high in college, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about. We're talking about a big pay date, pay difference between seventh round and second round. Yeah. 
Big difference. Yeah, it is. It is. And, <laughs> and I, one thing I want to ask you, and um, yeah. uh, one of my one of my friends, Chris, he's around the same age, but um, just as far as the politics when it comes to sports, as an athlete, how do you overcome that sometimes? I know now you're into coaching, and, and you know you're real big as far as you know being a, p- a positive motivational speaker. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of politics when it comes to sports, you know. There is. Uh, and now with the day and age with, you know, black athletes and, and, you know, the cultural things, how do you, how where do you stand with that? And how do you feel that is as far as being able to handle that as an athlete? Well, it's not easy, right? And I think, I think the only thing you can do as an athlete is play your sport, right? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you get caught up in that, it, 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 can, it can backfire. Yeah. Um, you know, now I'm not saying you can't be vocal. I'm not saying you shouldn't voice your opinion. Um, but I would also say, pick, pick and choose your battles, yeah. right? Uh, pick and choose your battles because you're also trying to make a living, right? Mm-hmm. And what you don't want is to be blackballed and can't make a living. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta pick your battles. Uh, it's not it's not easy. It's definitely tough. Um, you know politics, but at the end of the day, you know I think your first your first job is is, is playing your sport. Yeah. You know. Let, let it. And, and that, your mind state you get to carolina they got a pretty good team new franchise yeah how was it on how was life in charlotte how were you liking the east coast oh man i loved it man you know i, I was funny because I'm, I'm a west coast guy but when you get ingrained and in, in, especially down south man it, you can't help it man so during that time it was all about uh um no limit right no limit no limit yeah. right master p <laughs> right yeah. and i'm telling you man it was it was everywhere man mystical right and silk the shocker you know what yeah. i'm saying uh, Petey oh. Pablo, like that, that down yeah. south flavor, man. Uh, Goody Mob, right? Pimp uh-huh. C, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, AT Aliens, right? <laughs> the squad, outcast. Yeah, man. It mm. was it was crazy, man. So I, I really got indoctrinated in that culture, man. And so I had a house out in South uh, South Charlotte, beautiful area. Um, great neighbors, man. I still talk to, to this day. You know, great friends of ours. I just had a great time, man. I love the whole down south living, man. Love the whole everybody speaks to you, say hi. It was a good vibe, man. No complaints, man. No complaints. Um, like I said, um, you know, my last year, I just I felt it was it. You know, I felt it was time to go. I, I felt like I, I served my purpose. I felt like God had gave me the five years. It was time to move on. You know, and uh, um, and it was good for me. It was good for me. Uh, no complaints at all. I left the game on my own terms. A lot of guys can't do that. You know, I, I left the game. I called them up and said, hey, I'm retiring. They, they didn't say, hey, you're out of here, bro. <laughs> mm. You know, a lot of guys don't get that luxury, you know, and I did. And so no complaints at all, man. Great time, great great community, great great friendships, great games, great owner at the time, uh, great coaching staff with uh, John Fox and before that, George Seifert, the late great Sam Mills. Uh, loved, he coached me, helped me tremendously. So mm. truly, truly blessed, man. Yeah, no. Uh... How were your relationship with some of the guys during that team? It was a young team. I mean, you guys had some guys from the West Coast, like I, I believe Foster was on the team, Steve Smith, uh, Muhammad, yeah. Yeah. Kevin Green. Yeah. How was it working with some of those guys? It was good, man. You know, uh, D. Foster, you know, D. Foster at UCLA. So we talk a lot now because you know he, he recruited some of my kids and all that. Um, so we still talk a lot. You know, uh, Hannibal Navy's a good friend with. He played there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Jackson played there. Good friends with still. You know, of course, Steve Smith, he was in Muhammad. Yeah, like, oh, Kevin Green took me under his wing. So, yeah, man, no complaints, man. I had a great time there. Great staff, great administration. Just has a great place, man. Carolina's a great place. Welcome to the Rational Hour, Brian. I have a very special guest on today's show. Please help me welcome 
Mr. Corey Miner. How you doing, sir? I'm good, my brother. How you doing, sir? Appreciate you having me on, my man. Yeah, thank you for coming on and uh, spending some time with our audience, man, just getting to know you and your career and your life from uh, from your perspective. Um, Corey, you know, you've been a, you're a great athlete. Uh, you're now you're a current businessman, coach, uh, Corey Miner Industries, great motivational speaker. Um, Love your YouTube videos. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate uh, Corey, just take our audience back uh, to where it all started. When you yeah. think of home and you think of the foundation, um, what comes to mind? Yeah, so so for me, really, man, it, it started at age six, man. Corey, oh, there yeah. you go. It really was. A, a coaching staff that understands the game, that, that put us in the right position to be successful, period. Right. Now, going out to your senior year, Corey, I mean, you guys had so much talent at Bishop of Mind through the years. I mean, you had uh, Rodney Sermons went up to SC, and, um, you know, you had, like you said, McCutcheon, uh, Ralph Brown, a great athlete. Um, what were you thinking uh, leaving Bishop? Was it a lock for you to go to Notre Dame, or what was your recruiting process like? Was it a come down to February signing day type issue? No, man. Like I said before, I was six years old, man. Like, I had this dream. Like, I just – like, I had a dream. I had a vision. I had a goal. And so I said it, and so um, I was blessed. I was blessed to have over seventy-seven plus offers, um, mm. but but I was waiting for Notre Dame. And when Notre Dame happened, man, I took that trip in January. It was freezing cold, Ryan. Freezing. It was snowing, man. I said, Wait a minute, I can't come here. It's too cold. Snowing, you know. And uh, I tell you what, man, I felt at home, man. I met some of the guys on my trip who I played with. I just, yeah. Lou, of course, Lou Holtz, man. I, I just yeah. felt at home, man, and just I made the best decision, man, and. You know, three and a half years later when I graduated, man, I was so thankful, brother. It was all God for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now when it comes to recruiting, it's, it's such a dirty game, Corey. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's a lot of things that go on between the lines when it comes to recruiting. Now, I know you say Notre Dame was your, where your heart was, but was there anybody that came close? Or what, I mean, did anybody try to – I know you guys had a lot of SC connections that you – even consider another team or was it even an inkling of a thought of another campus getting you? Um, it really wasn't, man. Like I said, I took a trip to USC wow. because they were, they were first school to recruit me. I love J-Rob. But uh, I was from there. Like, I, I'm from that area, man. I didn't want to grow. I didn't want to be there anymore. You know what I'm saying? I grew up there. Uh, you know? I okay. wanted to get out, you know? Um, you said, if, if there was a, if there was a second place, it was probably UCLA. You know, mm. um, you know God bless Terry Downey. He just passed away. Um, yes. Terry Downey, he, he was the head coach there. Got to know him very well, good friends. Um, so if there was if, if there was a second choice, if at all, it would be UCLA. Uh, but man, it was it was so far away from Notre Dame. Man, it was Notre Dame was my spot, you know, from from yeah. the jump. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's a great tradition. I mean, you know, touchdown Jesus. I mean, yeah. the Golden Domers. I mean, NBC. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there's so many factors when it comes to Notre Dame. I mean, it's, a, it's the brand itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah totally. It's huge. It's huge. Totally. I mean, and then at our time, Rudy had just took it off. And that was, <laughs> right. that, was, <laughs> that was, you know what I mean? So that, true, was, yeah. that was, that was yeah, the movie, so man. I mean, so you true. watch Rudy, it was a recruiting tool in itself, right? Yeah, so, totally, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it, yeah 100%. The Rock, man, and uh, I can't yeah. remember a young, a young guy's name, man, that played the you know the actor, but that was yeah, just a yeah. great football movie. One, I mean, great one of the greatest football movies of all time. Yeah, true, hundred percent. I agree, hundred percent. Now, uh, Corey, uh, during your time at Notre Dame, I mean, you guys had some great teams. I mean, um, like you mentioned, Coach Holtz. I mean, ninety-five team. Um, 
the schedule every year you guys had from your first year there at Notre Dame to when you left, you guys would play Texas, Ohio State, Michigan State, USC. Um, what are you thinking when you first touched down your freshman year, 95 on campus? What's your mind thought? Do you know you play right away? So so we leave. So freshmen get there uh, for about three days of practice by themselves, right? And then we leave for a military academy to, for, for training camp. <laughs> About thirty thirty miles away, and you talk about awful, bro. It yeah. was it was hot, muggy, mm-hmm. food was awful, no AC, nobody mm-hmm. got cell phones at the time, right? One pay, so we all had calling cards, calling cards, and mm-hmm. imagine imagine seventeen freshmen lined up every night calling call mom saying, "I want to come home crying." It was it was bad, bro. It was ugly, man. It was bad, and <laughs> um, I tell you what, though. But as a as a unit, as a group, a freshman freshman group, we, we hung together, man, and we're still very close. We 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 zoom almost every week with each other, um, even today, um, you know. And uh, but it was rough. It was hard, man. And 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 then that's just football, man. School was difficult, bro. Like school was no joke. Uh, it was hard, you know. I remember my first class I was in. This guy raised his hand. It was a big lecture hall, about two hundred kids in there. And this kid raised his hand and asked the question, and I was like, I don't even know what he asked. Mm-hmm. Like the question was so, the question was so far from what I can comprehend, Ryan. Like I don't even know what he asked. I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember going home, calling my mom, saying, "Mom, it's gonna be a long four years, Mom. Get ready." <laughs> wow, that's tough, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so much the difference between, you know, being an athlete to being a scholar athlete. I mean, it's it's yeah. got to be locked in on both sides. Yeah, for sure. Now, sure. what was the was it hard for you as far as the physicality of playing D one at Notre Dame, or from what it was at Amont, or did you feel like you were physically ready and mentally ready? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was more so just the mental side of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I feel like I can play with any with anybody. I just you know mental side of saying, okay, I, I can dominate this guy. Um, he might be bigger than me, but I'm gonna grow as well. I get in the weight room, work out. At some point, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that way. But until then, right? You know, what, use my speed, use my use my quickness uh, until I put you know more size on. But um, yeah, man, it was uh, you know I came into this thing uh, you know battling to start right away. It was between me and a mm-hmm. sophomore, and um, we found out game one. So we're in the locker room for our game against Northwestern. We opened, that's when they went to the Rose. That's when they went to the Rose Bowl. They're really good. Ninety five. Remember that. I'm in the locker room, and I don't, I don't even know who started. It's either me or Johnny Mac going to start. And uh, a new host walked over to me. He says, "Hey, you're ready to go. You're starting." Dude, I almost fell out of my seat. Wow. I got Ryan, like Ryan, as an 18 year old kid, man, mm. to hear from one of the greatest coaches ever that you're yeah. about to start his only mm. freshman starter ever in history, ever, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. So, dude, my my stomach was in a knot. Like, if you can picture, uh, think of like my stomach was in a knot. I was nervous. I was sweating. I was shaking, Ryan. Mm. And a guy named Robert Farmer, our running back, Robert Farmer, number 31. I just told him this like maybe a couple years ago. He had no idea. But I saw him as we talked for a long time. He helped me out so much that day. He said something to me. He says, as the Lou had walked away, he said, Corey, what did he say? He said, I'm starting. Then he got, he paused for a minute. He got quiet. He said, Corey, go show him why. Wow. And him saying that, my man, it just it just put me at, at a calmness and an ease that I didn't have before. He said, "Go show him why," and that helped me. And I, like I said, I told him, I told him a couple of years ago that helped me tremendously. 
Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need, you know, that band of brothers and that one yeah. just just guy that can just know how to be that 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 yeah. voice of reason, you know. Totally. And that's that's what it means to have a teammate, you know, a guy that can come kind of just lighten the mood or just put you at ease, you know, where totally. you could go like show them who you are. Yeah. You know what exactly I mean? Right. It's sometimes you just gotta have that that that's what I love about sports is this the band of brothers. Yeah. That you can, you can ride with, you know what I mean, and they they yep. they know how to say the right things to get you going. Yep. Coaches, players, all the same. Yeah. Sometimes players are like coaches, you know. They may not yeah. be the greatest player, but they know how to talk to you. Yeah, exactly right. So uh, you mentioned the Northwestern uh, team. You guys opened up against you guys played Vandy. Um, you guys had a tough schedule, Michigan State. Um, what are your biggest memories playing against guys like you guys play Texas, a great game against Texas, your first two years at um, yeah. Notre Dame, the home and home series you guys played when yeah. Texas had Priest Holmes and Ricky Williams. Yeah. What was it like yeah. going head up with some of those running backs? Uh, uh, not, not fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially me being a freshman, those guys being, I think a little bit older than me, uh, not fun, but um, you know, we battled and we won some of those games, lost some of those games, but, um, I learned a lot, a lot of growth. Um, I learned how to get better as a player. I learned, you know, mental toughness. I learned togetherness. I learned brotherhood. I learned teamwork. I learned so many, so many characteristics, man, of playing sports, like you alluded to, that I learned playing football and uh, going against some of those, those running backs and tight ends I played against and offensive linemen. Let me tell you what, I mean, I, 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 it was, it was some, some days it was rough, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, some days, some days I got the best of them too. So no complaints. Mm-hmm. Now, Corey, SC, Notre Dame, biggest rivalry in, in college football, one of the biggest rivalries. And then, yeah. you you know, you have uh, Notre Dame, Michigan, another great national rivalry. Um, what are some of your biggest memories playing against those two um, schools? Well, SC, because I'm coming home, right? You know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. an L.A. boy, so coming home, I, you know, I need like 45 tickets every time, <laughs> you know. Um, so that was always fun. You know, unfortunately, I'm one in three against Dalen. We won the first game my freshman year, and they, they won the next three. Uh, but coming home to the Coliseum is always fun, man. Walking down that tunnel, coming through, big old Coliseum, you know, and, and knowing that my family's there. And and, and even a lot, of, a lot of SC get people who are fans of SC, you know, they're all my mm-hmm. people too, you know. So mm-hmm. um, it was always good. No complaints, man. Always fun. Uh, Michigan, listen, I mean, I played against Tom Brady, right? I mean, uh, I, I, I hit him under his chin, you know. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no complaints, right? He has seven chips, right? So right. at the end of the day, you know, for me to be able to play against him, Drew Brees, right? Um, you know, some some guys in, in college that are pretty darn good, man. It's been it's been a blessing. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, did you feel any pressure coming back home when you when you played SC, or was the mood light? Or did did you feel like a, like you said a lot of my guys at S that have connections to USC? Was it a lot of talk on the field? How did that go? No, I, I, no, I just, I just felt like I had to always play well, though, right? I had to let them know why I went out of state, right? I had to always uh, – like, I always wanted them to know, like I, – I never want them to say, like, oh, we, well, we, he wasn't that good anyway, right? I always wanted to uh, play well, so I did. I played. I think I had a couple of sacks each of those games. Um, you know, my freshman year I had a safety, um, you know. Um, so I always try to play pretty well in those games just so they can know, you know. And, listen, they got a good one in Chris Playborn, right? So don't – you know, so yeah. – um, at the end of the day, man, no complaints at all. Great time. I just wasn't a fan, man. I mean, I, I appreciate J-Rob recruiting me. I appreciate the love. It meant the world to me, the, my first school. But I just, I mean, I'm, I'm from L.A. I wanted to leave L.A., you yeah. know, and, and that's really what it boils down to. Nothing else. That's a great school, great, great, great place, great network. Don't get me wrong. I love SC Network. 
but I, I just wanted to go away. Yeah. Now, at Notre Dame, what was the biggest memory that you had? You guys played Florida State in the bowl game. You guys played in the Alamo Bowl. Um, from your career standpoint at Notre Dame, what's your biggest game that you feel that you, as far as your impact and then that you played? And, and I told my mom when I said, Mom, one day, Mom, I'm going to Notre Dame. She's like, yeah, come on, man. Really? Come on, son. Like, that's not possible. You know, you know, I said, Mom, no, Mom. I'm telling you, like, one day I'm going to Notre Dame. She's like, son, you're not even coordinated. And I really wasn't, Ryan. I really, to be honest with you. Um, but listen, if anyone can have a dream, right, and put hard work, effort, and focus, and a little bit of luck, and, and of course, God's grace, uh, if I can do it, anybody can do it, man. And so that's where it starts. You grew up in what area of town? Are you born and raised in Inglewood? Yes, I, I, I was born in Inglewood, in the hospital, uh, and then I moved to kind of to the L.A. area, man. So I grew up uh, on the 7th Avenue and 54th Street. Uh, right around, you know, Crenshaw and Slauson. Okay, right on. And yeah. how does a kid, like, growing up, like, what was a typical day in life as far as from elementary to junior high? What was a day in life like for Corey Minor? So I, I lived with my grandparents a lot, man. My mom had multiple jobs. And so it was cool, man. Me and my grandpa was real close, man. So, you know, he, he'd take me to school, pick me up, man. And, you know, we had a great relationship. And I would, you know, play catch with him in the front yard. I got my homework done, man. My grandmother... Had the best barber shop in, in LA for probably 40 something years, man. Betty's mm. barber shop, best barber in the world, bro. Let me tell you that mm. for real. And uh, okay. so just, uh, you know, just raised by my grandparents, man. You know, um, you know, of course, during that time in LA, you know, big gang community, unfortunately. Uh, had a lot of friends who were in gangs and things of that nature. But um, for me, I just kind of stay focused, man, on, on, on my grades and my sports. And, and you know, my, my mom, my grandparents left me, kept me real sheltered, man, to be honest with you. Were you ever in the mindset of, you know, at our, our generation and that time and that, you know, growing up, I grew up in the same similar type of environment in Linwood. And uh, it's hard sometimes. You got to have that foundation. Uh, like you said, your grandparents were instrumental in your life. Um, was there ever a chapter of your life where you were swaying towards any gangs? No, man, I wasn't, man. It's funny because all my buddies who were in gangs kind of knew like, hey, you know, leave Corey alone, right? He's an athlete. He's gonna make it out. Mm -hmm. He has he has big vision, big dreams. I was just mm -hmm. I was different, right? I've always been there. I've always been an anomaly, man. I've never been like anybody else. And so it's mm -hmm. funny because I think you know even going back now to back to the to the block now, seeing some of my old friends like, yeah, we just knew you were gonna make it. There's just something about mm -hmm. you was just different, you know. And so mm -hmm. never really, man. I just uh, you know I had buddies who got involved, and I you know I always stayed away. It's funny because many times I'd be hanging out with them, man, and not not thinking that. You know, drive by is yeah. happening. You know, my, my mom, like, my mom always said, Bulls ain't got no names, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I, but I was just, they're my boys, man. Kind of grew up with them. And so, but for me, no, man, I always kind of stayed just, uh, if everybody's going left, and I always went right. Yeah, yeah. And that's how it was for me because my father was so big in my life and he always yeah. tried to watch, even though he worked so much, he, he monitored who I was hanging around. And, you know, he always said, pull your pants off your ass, boy. Yeah. You know, yep. don't be hanging around doing that. You know, he was, you know, he was a military band. You know, he always made sure, you know, he, but back then I didn't see it because he was so yeah. strict. But it, it means so much now looking back at it and, and uh, you know, having that father figure and having that, that strong foundation, it, it helps, uh, you know, young, you know, black men stay focused and, and yeah. not veer off the tracks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree totally, 100%. Now, now, how how does it um, from going from Inglewood? How do you end up at Bishop of Mount? Yeah, so uh, 
So my grandmother has, like I said before, the, 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 the best barbershop in LA during this time, right? 40 plus years. But it's really, really in the back bank. It's really a gang community. It was on 54th and Van Ness, right? And it was rampant, man. And so we were every weekend, man, when I was there, helped my grandmother sweep, sweep up the floor, clean up, clean the barbershop. It was always drive by shooting, man. We hit the we hit the ground every weekend. Friday night, mm-hmm. Saturday night, like clockwork, man. I remember my mom saying one day, we, we, we gotta get you out of here. Like we, we this this isn't conducive to success I want to have for you in life. So we ended up kind of moving out, man. Went to El Sereno first for a little bit. Um, and then uh left El Sereno and went out to uh Covina and left Covina, went out to uh Laverne, man. And um that's kind of again where everything happened, man. I I I was playing Pop Warner football for the Covina Vikings. A good friend of mine, Ramogi Huma's brother went, went to Bishop Vermont. So we would go to all the games, his games in high school. We were in junior high. And I said, man, I want to come here, man. I want to come here. It's cool. And so, um, you know, by the grace of God, man, just worked out. You, you know, they, they had a guy back in the day named, named um, oh, man, what's his name? Uh, he's passed away. But he, he basically came to see me one day and he's like, hey, listen, you need to go to Almont. Your, 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 your talent, your, your caliber level, I mean, you need to be at Almont. So he kind of persuaded us to Almont. You know, my mom tried, my mom tried to find a way to afford it, man. You know, single mom you know, working multiple jobs, you know, I'm, I wasn't cheap, you know, but she did what she could, man. And, um, had long, had a lot, a lot of help along the way. Like they always say, man, it takes a village, man. It takes a village. And let me tell you, yeah. I had a lot of people help my mom a lot and, you know, from tuition, you know, from, from meals to place to stay because, you know, I was tired or whatever. I couldn't too late, too late to go home. So, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, Corey Minor is not based on Corey Minor by any means. There were so many people in my life from coaches, the family, friends, to friends who helped me get where I'm at today. It's not about me at all. And so um, that transition, man, just really helped me at Almont, man, from discipline, you know, you know, playing top-notch football, being around some amazing athletes, more important, some amazing coaches. It just really helped my level of not even just football, but even in the classroom, right? You know, you know learn how to study better and take better and, and take tests and take quizzes. And so um, Bishop Mont just gave me a huge foundation for life, uh, to be successful in life. And I'm so thankful, man. I couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, I mean, going into high school, uh, you know, early in your high school career, I mean, Bishop Mount was just a great football program. They won the championship in 92. Yeah. And, uh, and you guys kind of stepped in and kept that going from uh, your freshman year coming in to when you left in 95. Just a great um, four years. Um, your junior year, you guys really took off. Your sophomore year, you guys were good, too. And Delray League is such a tough league. Um, what are your biggest memories from being at Amont and starting your football career there? Yeah, just, just it's funny because just even now today when I meet people out and about, right? Like, oh, man, you're at Bishop Mont. I remember, I remember you guys, you, McCutcheon and Huma, you know, Ralph mm-hmm. Brown, all you guys. You guys are amazing. You guys are, we would come to the games and, you know, we would leave our games, come to your games. And I remember standing room only, man. And, and it's true, man. Like, like yeah. people don't understand back, back when we played, man, it was a whole different situation, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, again, so much, man. I played with some great people, right? I mean, some great players who went on to play pro football. I mean, some amazing, listen, I tell you who does not get enough credit is our coaching staff, man. We had a phenomenal staff and they could coach and people don't realize that, man. It wasn't about me and McCutcheon always. And we had a great staff as well who can coach who can put us in a position to win. And that's why we won so well. I mean, you know, as a sophomore in 92, we won it all. We were number 10 in the country. My, my junior year lost in the, I think, quarterfinals. And my senior year, we were number one in the country. You know, we lost in championship to modern day. And so, you know, we just had great success over my four years there. And it's not it's due to a lot of people, not just me, you know, the McCutcheons of the world, uh, but our coaching staff, you know, our, our athletic training staff, 
you know, right, our teachers, administration, we had a we had a great foundation, a great nucleus over there that was really special. Yeah, yeah, you guys had, you know, Coach Mark uh, Paradis, great legend, uh, you know, yeah. coached at North End at, at Bishop Vermont. Yeah. Um, you guys got upset, I believe, your junior year by Antelope Valley in the second round, uh, did, yeah, uh, 21 to 7. Yeah. And then your senior year, like you mentioned, you guys, I believe, were number one in the nation coming into your senior year. You guys had a hell of a schedule lined up playing Carson, Dominguez, Damian, Bakersfield. Um, what was the transition from your junior to senior year that that to take that next step to get the championship and, and bounce back from that first, um, second round upset of Antelope Valley? Sure. I, I think guys realize that, you know, um, you know, what can we do to get better next year, right? What can we do? We have everybody coming back, but how do we grow, right? How do we take a next step to be to be like this this 94 class where this 94 team was absolutely amazing, right? How do we do that, right? And so everybody bought in, man. Everybody worked hard, trained hard. We loved each other. It wasn't, it wasn't no egos, man. It, we all cared about another off on off the field, and we just fought through it, man. And uh, we knew Animal Valley. They beat us on that day, but they weren't better than us. They beat us on that day, but they weren't better than us. And we knew that. And so we had a lot of proof coming back, and we did that. I mean, listen, you just named off you, you named off a schedule. Right? Listen, I, I don't think modern day plays the schedule today like we played. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, we played a schedule. You know what I'm saying? And, and so yeah. at the end of the day, uh, you know, we just fought and battled, man, and came down to the wire against a great modern day team. We lost our senior year, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, um, we, 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 we had to, you know, hold our heads up high because we accomplished so much, man, you know, from the schedule we played into the playoffs, you know, you know, plan to, plan a really, a really good modern day team too in Anaheim stadium. You know, yeah. the, the, the luck just didn't go our way. It is what it is, but you know, hell of a season, uh, but more importantly, hell of, hell of a teammates, man. Ryan, I played with some great guys, man. And, yeah. you know, we know about the, we know about the McCutcheons, we know about the Humas, but, you know, the Corey Thomases, the Thomas Corollas, right, the, um, the, um, uh, uh, there's so many guys who, who don't get any credit or people don't know about who are, you know, uh, the Paul, mm-hmm. um, I can't think of his name. So there were so many guys that, that, that were just so beneficial for us, um, for us to win. It wasn't just about me and McCutcheon. It was so many guys. It was really a, a team effort and team atmosphere that allowed to have success. Um, but I tell you what, man, it was uh, that's one of the best teams I've ever been on. Yeah, that was a great team, one of the greatest high school teams in California, I think, history. Yeah. Um, you guys played a great schedule your senior year. I mean, Carson had, I believe, J.R. Redman, Dominguez yep. had Jason Thomas, uh, yep. Bakersfield had Steve Wolford. I mean, yep. just, you guys played <laughs> some 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 yeah. some ballers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you going head up every week. Uh, yeah. I, I remember the game against Bakersfield because they were a powerhouse up up north and. Yeah, you guys went in there and stymied them. Uh, do you remember yeah. going uh, uh, head up with Steve Wolford? He was the best back in the, in the, in the state that year, right? Yeah, tw- yeah. I mean, listen, it was twenty five thousand people in, in, in the stands, man. Twenty five thousand, you know, in the stands, and that that was talked about all year, right? Steve Wolford against Dalen McCutcheon. You know, who's the best running back? We'll find out, right? And mm-hmm. we went we went there and beat the brakes off of him, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, just a total team effort, right? But again, a coaching staff. Okay, Corey, so you Corey Miner, ladies and gentlemen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rational Hour, out.